Today on Bridges, how to thrive when life doesn't go according to plan. I'm Monica Schmelter. Welcome to Bridges, where we bring you hope for the journey. My guest today is Sam Coonert, and we're going to talk about how to thrive when life doesn't go according to plan. Sam, it's so good to have you back. Monica, thank you for having me, and I love the new set. Thank you. Thank you. We're so thankful. Uh, Someone donated to give us this set, and we're just so thankful. And that was a time that life didn't go according to plan that was, like, so good, right? (laughs) There are those things. But then there are other things that come up that we're not counting on. And One of the things, you know, I've had you before on Bridges Mm -hmm. and that I read in your book, you were born with one hand. Yes, ma'am. I was born missing my left hand. It kind of stopped at the wrist and it looks like, you know, God decided to give me little fingers to play with and maybe mess with teachers a little bit. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yes. And that, but that has never stopped you from embracing God's plan. No, ma'am. And that's pretty amazing because a lot of times if we're limb different or we have a challenge, it's like we can't get past that. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, so, so often we have a vision of what our life's mm-hmm. supposed to be. And when it doesn't go according to plan, we freak out. Exactly. We freeze. We're like this, you know, it was supposed to be this. And I've learned, uh, very fortunately at a young age that, uh, God has a bigger plan than what we could ever mm-hmm. imagine. Really and if we does. just keep moving forward, eventually he's going to reveal that yes. plan to us. And you you are very encouraging in this book that you wrote, Game Changer. You talk about a lot of the lessons that you've learned as a limb different person and not letting anything stop you. And you talked in one chapter about pride. Yes, ma'am. And all of us, if we will be honest, have struggled in some area with our pride. What is your story? Yeah, so whenever I was growing up, you know, every everybody put doubt on me and what I was capable sure. of. But thanks to my mom and instilling faith into me and my parents just kind of raising me with a no excuses attitude, mm-hmm. I always felt like I could. And I felt like I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I really clung to that scripture. But as I got older, it became less about how God was doing things for me. And my mindset changed to I'm doing this. I'm the one putting in the work and it's me who's making this happen. And the thing is, like, we do have to put in the hard work. And our hard work is a part of obedience to God. Absolutely. But what you're saying is like, so you had people put doubt on you, but your mom instilled faith in you. And so... Good things are happening. Absolutely. And there comes that moment that you start thinking these good things are about my hard work and about my achievements. And what did that do with your relationship with Jesus? You know, I still believed in God, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like I needed to worship him. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel like I needed to go to church every day. And I could say I was a Christian because I believed. Yes. But I didn't act on those beliefs. Right. You know, I didn't try and invest in those beliefs. You know, I like to... I like to uh, relate a relationship with God with the gym. You know, you can't show up to the gym one time and get results. No. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. 
Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. And not only that, whenever you're at the gym and you're pushing that weight, that obstacle, you're pushing it as hard as you can, when you release it, you have a spotter who takes it from you. And so our relationship with God is supposed to be trusting God as that spotter yes. to take all of that weight. Because if we're holding it, eventually that weight's going to pull us down. Absolutely. And eventually we're worn out exactly. and we're weary. Like I know when I start feeling tired and weary and burned out, that at some point, whether I meant to or I didn't, I started carrying the cares and the burdens of this life mm-hmm. instead of giving them to Christ. You had some really awesome things happen to you in high school mm-hmm. and college. And so let's talk a little bit about that and, and your journey really of letting go of the pride. Yeah. So so in high school, I had the opportunity to go and actually witness a another camp. And it was a, a camp for kids with limb differences and amputees to teach them everyday life skills. Mm-hmm. And I got that opportunity because I was the one-handed athlete that I didn't want to be. You know, I, I always wanted to be just a regular athlete. Yeah. I didn't like the articles that focused on my limb difference and yeah. tried to define me for it. But because of that, another opportunity became, and that opportunity became the greatest blessing of my life because mm-hmm. I got to see how other families raised their limb different kids and how they were holding their kids back and not allowing them to participate in more than one sport out of fear and failure. And for me, that, that just didn't sit well. And after a night of wrestling with God, he gave me that vision of nubbability and what it is today. So that was one of my greatest blessings. But the other blessing I had was it kind of made me take this, okay, no excuses. This is who you are. You know, this is who God made you to be. Nothing can get to you. And I had that going into my senior year and everything was going great. And then I decided to give up basketball my senior year and focus on baseball, which I thought was a focus on baseball. I'm from a small town in Southern Illinois. And really my focus then became on partying and trying to be Mr. Popular I was still putting in the work for baseball, still working really hard for it, but my focus shifted from God to party. Mm -hmm. And you know now, looking back, like that's a problem, but sometimes Mm -hmm. for people and perhaps for you, that drifting is a slow fade. Absolutely. Like it's not a decision that we make one day. It's just kind of we step further and further away from the things Mm -hmm. of God and closer and closer to the things that we think make us feel good, make us feel important. Like in high school, mm-hmm. it's better to be popular, right, than not popular. Yeah, you know, I come from a small town and mm-hmm. gravel roads are everything. And I, I like to think that our faith is like a gravel road. Mm-hmm. There are potholes left and right trying to knock yeah. you off the road. And we don't want to continue through these potholes because we're afraid they're going to tear up our tires or they're going to shift us into mm-hmm. a ditch. So we see these smooth turnoffs. Yeah. But what we don't understand is those smooth turnoffs dead end. Yeah, they do. And we don't. We don't learn from them. And you said something that I think most of us can absolutely relate to. When you got a chance to go to that camp Mm -hmm. that was about limb different people and and dealing with that, you just wanted to be known as an athlete. Exactly. There are these things in our lives that seem to define us with other people. And we're like, but you know, I don't want that, right? I want people to just think I'm like everybody else. I'm an athlete. And yet that difference Mm -hmm. is what has given you nubbability and the opportunity to help children. And you talked about parents. And I understand that parents, we want to protect our children. Absolutely. 
you have a limb different child, a child with any kind of special needs, we don't want people to make fun of them. We don't want to put our kids up for failure. But you really speak some hard and tough things, no excuses. Exactly. You know, I, the world's not going to take it easy on you. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't want want the world to take it easy on you. He gives you those obstacles. Just like in the gym, your spotter lets you push as much weight as you can before they take it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with God. He wants us to grow mm -hmm. through every experience, wants us to take those experiences and grow that spiritual muscle, yes. grow that strength in him, that trust in him so that we know that no matter what situation we're in, we're going to come out on top because we trust in God. That's right. Without resistance, our muscles don't grow. Yes, ma'am. Without effort, our muscles don't grow. And so what you're saying is we can look at these unique things that are in our lives mm -hmm. that maybe make us different than others. And yet that could be exactly the thing that God wants to work through mm -hmm. to help us reach out to others. And that's what you're doing with Nubability. And I was thinking you had to get past your pride to mm -hmm. get to Nubability. What are some other things that happened to you, high school, college? So when I was in college, I actually had a, you know, basically a life-shaking moment. Um, I was diagnosed with a disease that only few people in the U.S. are diagnosed with. Mm -hmm. And at that time in 2011, you had a few months to a few weeks to live once diagnosed. Oh my now, goodness. at that time, I was still living that prideful life. I was living that party life. I was living that life of a college athlete mm -hmm. who was focused on being that reputation rather than being that um, leader that I was supposed to be growing up. And uh, I remember laying in the hospital bed for two weeks, and I had lost 40 pounds, and I had run fevers of 106 degrees. I had had every doctor, wow. every every uh, specialist testing me, poking and prodding me like I was Texas barbecue, you know, yeah. trying to find out what is going on, yes. not figuring it out. And you were transferred from hospital to hospital. From hospital to I hospital. I read yes, that in your book and I had to think how scary that had to be for you and for your parents. Like this hospital can't do mm -hmm. anything. So then they're sending you over here in St. Louis. It had to be awful. Yes. And then when we got to the St. Louis hospital, the first thing we get after we get to the room is a phone call from the results of that lymph node biopsy where they found out that I had that rare disease. And, um, you know, I was very fortunate to have a, an amazing medical professional in Carbondale who literally said, dig your heels in. Don't take this for an answer. Dig your heels in. Get every test possible. And, you know, once this disease, once this diagnosis came, it was like the floodgates opened of all the medical professionals in the hospital. Everybody was lined up outside my door testing me. But I was turning more and more yellow as my liver and everything started failing. I couldn't I mean, stand we're up. Talking, you're critically ill. Critically ill. Like, yes, ma'am. They're thinking like you're not going to make it. Exactly. Like, but one medical professional says, don't just keep going, digging in. Yep. Your mom's praying. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? I think the most powerful moment in that, that whole moment, other than myself reaching out to God, was that my mom gave me to God. Mm. She basically said, you know, um, we love him. We've, we're very thankful for this opportunity. And yes. if you're supposed to take him, take him. Don't allow him to suffer. And I think that's the hardest moment a parent can make. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for myself, I was just... Did you know your mom said that at the time? I did not. Okay. I did not. You know, uh, I think they were trying to be really strong for me. You know, sure. I had already witnessed them both collapse of the news. And uh, I just remember laying in bed um, after two weeks of this and just wondering, you know, what, what my life's become. You know, I just reached my goal of playing college baseball and now my life's over. Yeah. 
and uh, didn't understand it and started evaluating my life and doing a self-evaluation realizing I hadn't been living that life that I was supposed to and I needed to correct that. So first thing I did was I started messaging everybody I felt like I had done wrong to and just asking for their forgiveness. And to my surprise, instant responses of, I forgive you. That doesn't happen. I mean, I could text my wife right now, I'm sorry, and I might not hear till dinner, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and, and I think that, I think that is, that's crazy how quick that response came. But then, you know, I realized I needed to apologize to somebody else. And I started um, talking to God mm-hmm. and I said, thank you for this life you've given me. Thank you for the parents, everybody you've placed in this life. I'm sorry for everything I've done to wrong you. And if this is my time to go, I understand and I want to go with you. But if you give me a second chance, I promise to live this life to serve others and serve you. And what I didn't know was that night that my school was having a big prayer visual. And at the same time, all of these corporate um, prayers were happening from churches across the country. For me, a small town kid, I, you know, I didn't understand it. And uh, two days later, after you know some of the worst numbers of my life, I woke up as normal as you could in the hospital. And I knew at that moment yeah. that I'd been given a second chance yeah. and that it was not for Sam Coonert, but it was to keep that promise to God to serve others and serve him, to be a torch for those, to lead them from the darkness to the light. Yeah. You really got brought to your knees to a place of surrender. We've got to take a break. I want you to stay with us. When we come back, I'll continue talking to Sam about how to thrive when life doesn't go according to plan. And we'll talk about in the next segment, trusting God fully. Don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then MonicaSchmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today, because truth changes everything. you're just joining me on Bridges today, my guest is Sam Coonert. He was born with one hand and he's never let that stop him. He grew up in an, env- an environment of no excuses and he's sharing his journey today. And Sam, you talked about really you were critically ill yes. and you might've left this earth. Your mom fully surrenders you to God and just says, I love my son. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And if it's his time to go, I give him to you, God, and you come to a place that you are on your knees and you realize that, man, you were brought up in faith, you lived in no excuses, and yet you sort of let your eyes get on the wrong thing. Yeah, no, I definitely took my eye off the prize. You know, as Christians, we were raised, you know, you're to glorify God and bring as many people as you can. You know, we're not Christ because if we were Christ, we would need Christ. That's right. Right? Right. But we can emulate him in our action. You know, we can love everybody for who they are, meet them on their ground, 
and help guide them to that path that will ultimately lead to the ultimate glory, which is heaven, you know? You know, and I think that God says that when we are weak, then we are strong. Absolutely. And we can look at being limb different or anything that makes us different than other people, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's dyslexia, and we all have things. Absolutely. We have rejection issues, insecurity stuff, and we feel like we're so different than others. And yet, sometimes it's those differences if we'll yield them to God, he can really use them. But it's all about fully trusting him. Mm-hmm. And you talk about that in your book, Game Changer, in chapter 10. Tell me about your journey in trusting God fully. You know, it it really came long. You know, it, t- it took a long time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um you would think that immediately after giving me a second chance of life, I would live the straight and narrow and, ne- <laughs> you know, ne- never do anything ever again. Just be on it. But it, it took many years until, um, you know, finally I realized, you know, I, I need to be the person that I promised God to be. You yes. know, my dad always told me that when you give somebody your word, you keep it. And I gave God my word. And I really started thinking of all the situations that I've been in in my life where, it seemed like there was no way and God made the way. Yeah. And I realized that had I trusted him a lot sooner and just given it all to him, mm-hmm. that everything would have come to fruition a lot yeah. sooner. And so I feel like in today's world, so often we try to do too much ourselves. And that's why I relate God as that, that spotter, because, you know, the job of a spotter is to take all of the weight once it gets, becomes too much to carry. He doesn't want us to carry it past the the point of where we can push. You know, he wants us to give it all to him and trust in him and his vision. Yeah. And you know, for me, my my big my big uh, existence with God is uh, my mom has the saying, and it's uh, God steers moving ships, so steep keep moving. Exactly, and I think that a lot of times people will say, "Well, you know, I just want God to show me what direction." But the thing is. Even if you don't know the full direction, it is imperative that you take a step by faith because he does steer moving ships. And if we don't take, if we don't take a step, he can't course correct us. We're just sitting still like, okay, God, tell me what's next. And it's like, take a step. (laughs) And if it's the wrong step in his loving kindness, he will redirect us. And Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you shared, Sam, that even after being critically ill and being very close to death and you give, you tell God, man, give me a second chance. It's still, it's not in our human nature Mm -hmm. to fully surrender and trust God. It is in our human nature to do for ourselves. And so fully trusting God is a process. Like I'll fully trust God. And then I pick the mess back up (laughs) and then I surrender it again because I'm exhausted. And I think that that's part of the story that we need to share with people because it's not like you recommitted your life to Christ and then everything was perfect. You still have to learn and grow every single day. Yeah. In order for your muscles to grow, you have to tear fibers. You have to tear other muscles in order for that to to grow. And uh, it's the same thing with our faith. In order for our faith to grow... Areas of your life have to be torn down and tear, torn apart mm-hmm. and areas of your life that you may not have expected. Right. You know, I thought baseball was everything. I, I thought, you know, yes, nubbability was awesome, but I thought baseball was everything. And then once baseball was taken away, I thought, 
you know, there's no way I could do nubbability for a living. I'm going to go get a big, big boy job. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go become an insurance agent, make good money, and then I'm right. going to contribute back to the foundation. The right. foundation is going to succeed because I'm going to be putting money into it. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Again. God's plan is bigger than ours. I like to say, you know, God's a comedian. Uh, you know, if you ever want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he'll show you. And then he likes to also sh- show off sometimes, which yeah. is awesome. I love it when he shows off because yes. I know that there's blessings. And, you know, my favorite story uh, about how blessings are to flourish is the story of the two farmers. With being a son of a farmer, it's one of my favorites. God tells two farmers it's going to rain. One farmer says, all right, it's going to rain, goes home, have dinner with his wife, sits in his recliner, watches TV, it's going to rain, my crops are going to grow. The other farmer goes out and works the land. Yeah. And it's the same thing with us and our, our faith and, and cultivating that relationship with God. Our relationship with God doesn't grow without work put in. That's right. We have to do our part, yeah. right? Reading the Bible, yep. praying, obeying Doing what it says, Mm -hmm. love others like we love ourselves, Mm -hmm. preferring others, submitting to God, (laughs) right? Submitting to God, resisting the devil, because no matter how young or old we are, there are temptations everywhere. There's every opportunity. You talked about the gravel roads with the, you know, the divots and the scoops and all of that. We can get into potholes. And uh, sometimes I get in them and I think, how did a nice girl like me get here? And it's like, okay, get out in Jesus' name. Stop. Get back on the straight and narrow. So it is a process for us. But when I hear you talk about go get a big boy job, like being an insurance agent, you had a plan for Nubability. I had a plan. And how it would succeed. But what is Nubability doing now? It's doing more than I could ever imagine. You know, my plan was one camp, one camp a year. Everybody, it would draw hundreds of kids. You know, right. that, that was kind of my, my vision. Yeah, so Nubability, for those of you that may not know, it's a camp for limb-different children. It might be without a hand or different yep. missing, missing Missing legs, frozen limbs, uh, highly mobile cerebral palsy, you know, just an all-encompassing um, difference yeah. that we focus them into mainstream organized yeah. sports. So you think, in Sam Cooner's mind and heart, one camp a year. One camp a year. You'll be having a big boy job, making big money at the insurance company, yep. and you'll just 
donate to Navability and that's how it'll be. But God said, God no. said, nope, that's not, that's not the plan. You know, he said, I, I didn't, I didn't give you this story to sit behind a desk. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't give you these opportunities and these blessings to, to go and quote people on their homes. <laughs> said, I, I, I want you to go out and make a true difference. And, uh, I really felt that and I took a leap of faith. And I think that's, that's something that a lot of people need to do in their, in their life. You know, so many people try to play it safe, but God doesn't want you to play it safe. Mm -hmm. He wants you to always take a leap of faith and understand and trust in him that the plan will go to fruition. And if it doesn't, then it wasn't his plan. Right. And he'll direct us otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's not like if we try something, we try it by faith. And if it doesn't work, we may still learn lessons from that. It Absolutely. just, again, how to thrive when life doesn't go according to plan. I tried many things that I thought that's what God directed me. And then I would think, oh, but I failed. And, and now I realize, no, he needed me to learn those lessons. Mm-hmm. And I just need to submit to that. So navability now. Tell yes. me about how the kids are coming and what's happening with the parents. Yeah, so we, we actually just held our 50th camp in, 50th since 2012. Camp. One one a year and 50 camps. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go, Sam. Yeah, one, one a year, 50 camps. <laughs> We've held, um, held camps in 14 states. We're looking to grow to 16 states in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've served over 1,700 different youth from wow. 49 states and 11 countries. And in my small town, this is how you know that Navability is 100% under God's plan. We are an hour and a half from St. Louis, an hour and a half from Evansville. Those are the two two largest airports where people could fly yes. in. We're a three stoplight town. We have one hotel that's called the Fairgrounds Inn. <laughs> then we have motels and homes and everything else. And then we have hotel blocks um, throughout throughout the entire uh, area. But we bring in, we have brought in uh, families from forty five states and five countries just to do coin at one time. That's amazing. What, when, when the parents and the kids hear your no excuses and they get pushed to do more than what mm-hmm. they think they can do, tell me about what that means to those families. I think it means the world to them. You know, we see our kids come in all the time and they're hiding their difference when they first get to camp or, or they're yeah. afraid, they don't know what. And we give them that normal that they've been missing. You know, they get a coach who looks exactly like them with the same difference to coach them in a sport for the first time. So a lot of these kids are experiencing it for the first time. Parents are getting to see adults who have achieved at the highest level things that they thought their kids were might not never be capable right. of. And uh, I think that's so powerful because giving that that image to look to, to, to see that it is possible, you know, um, it's, it's almost like when the, uh, the first five minute mile happened, you know, nobody yes. thought it was possible. That's right. And then That's a guy right. did it. Right. And it's the same thing with our athletes. Right. And then once people see that done, right. Yes. Then they beat that five minute mile. Absolutely. Right. And so parents who have been protecting their children and I totally get why they mm-hmm. are. None of us want to see our children struggle or fail or be made fun of, but they get to see their child challenge and they get to see their mm-hmm. child achieve. And they get to see a coach that is also limb different. Mm-hmm. And yet that no excuses attitude, mm-hmm. still able to play sports. Yeah. You know, we, we don't allow the, the saying I can't at camp, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually punishable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, some coaches will make them run. Some coaches will make them do push-ups, okay. fun, you know, fun punishments, but uh, it's always trying to get that out of their mind early. You know, they need to understand that God doesn't make mistakes and uh, he created you perfectly in his image, which his image is an image of perfection. And so if he created you in his image, then you were perfectly created. 
And then if you were an amputee, he didn't place you in a situation you couldn't overcome. He saw that you were a powerful human being. He saw the opportunity that you would have to lead others just by being you. Yeah. You know, that that's powerful to embrace, right? Yes. Thriving when life doesn't go according to plan. Yeah. Like I was born, I got this limb amputated or I was born without this limb and to accept that, to embrace that and to say no excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, God wants you to do all those uh, conferences every year, not just one a year. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I can't imagine people coming in from different countries, different states, um, how that's going to change, right? The yeah. course of our world and the attitudes. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you. You know, for coming today and for sharing your story. It's been extremely powerful. Thank you. Thank you, Monica. Stay tuned. Monica will be right back. Don't give in. God's word says... You're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. If you want to grow your faith and understand God's Word more fully, then monicaschmelter.com might be just the place for you. You'll find all of Monica's teachings on demand, complete with online extras. Get started today, because truth changes everything. So today we talked about how to thrive when life doesn't go according to plan. And for probably most of us, that's just about every single day. But as we talk today, part of what we fight in life can be our differences and how we wanted the plan to go this way or that way. But what we talked about today is to just embrace who you are, embrace who God made you to be, Surrender to what God is doing in your life, even if the plan is just something that you don't understand and you don't know where your life is going. Put your trust in Christ. Embrace your uniqueness. Understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. And even if you are limb different or if you have a physical challenge or a mental challenge or anything like that, it doesn't stop God from working in your life. The important thing and probably the hardest thing is to trust God fully, to fully understand that God knows best and whatever plan that he works in your life is going to be bigger than what you think and a beautiful one. I'm out of time. Thank you for joining us today on Bridges where we give you hope for the journey. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. 
I use my mic like a machete. So if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.